And notice, when you all do that, everybody benefits. Say what? So you know this is right. That in the 70s, when that guy would call and he was on the other line, he's going, what are you wearing? Hey, what are you doing? That was Joe Biden. (laughs) We all now know that... What we called an obscene phone call that really wasn't obscene because there was never any real obscenities that were mentioned. It was just, what are you wearing? Hi. Hey. And you didn't have caller ID, right? It didn't exist. So you never knew. And we didn't have answering machines, so we couldn't let the answering machine pick it up. You answered the phone back in those days. And, and, And you didn't worry about whether it was somebody going... Your car insurance just ran out on you, and we want to make sure that you're first in line to get your car. Remember, right? Like what's right. going on now. Several every time times you a day. In fact, I want to tell you uh, marketers, you phone marketing people that are sending those through your computer and dialing my phone. I don't answer my phone anymore, so don't worry about it. Stop. You're wasting your money because I just don't answer. Unless I know the number. I don't even do that because they steal the numbers right. of, of people that you know. It happened to me a couple of times where my wife's number appeared, and it was, I want you to know that your car's insurance is, you know. So I just quit answering, and if you need me, you know how to get me, and they don't. So, But anyway, it used to be that the phone would ring, and usually at night, because it was kids, they were staying up, they were on a sleepover, you know, and they just, or they would call and they go, is your refrigerator running? Yes. Well, you better go catch it. <laughs> They'd hang up. Do you have Prince Albert in the can? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. now we know. Chris, can you play that again? Now we know that, that who that was that was making all those uh, obscene phone calls back in the 70s. Here's your president from yesterday. Victories for all of us. Because I might add, yeah. you know, I notice when you all do that, everybody benefits. <laughs> Can you just lift that last part, too? Because that's going to sound good for the show today. <laughs> Everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. <laughs> Do you remember when a stranger calls? Right, yeah. That was a freaky movie, it was. man. right. You know, uh, I, uh, they had me all the way till about halfway through. And about halfway through is when I realized the whispering, maniacal killer was upstairs. That's, yeah. when, I hit, that's when it hit me. Right. I thought he was outside. Yeah, that was like a trend for movies for a little bit. It was. Are you in the house alone? That right. One. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Creepy stuff. Have you checked the children? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? I'll never forget that. Right. So, uh, good old Joe um, is back at it again. So, you, you're, you're assuming that all those calls came from somewhere in Delaware. All those years <laughs> they <ago>. did. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> oh, so I see what you're going to do, Mr. Glasgow. Yeah. This is going to be good today. Yeah. He's going to take all the whispers and put them all together. Yep. And maybe we'll play the whispers behind it. What was that Whispers hit in 1980 I used to play when I was on Kono? Gosh, what was that song? And the beat goes on. Well, there, that was one of them. Right. But there was another one. It was, it was a, like a love song. And uh, it was slow. We should play that. It was like slow love song, piano in it. I, I, we'll look it up. Okay. But uh, Chris, put all the Whispers together because that will be really good. Now, another one he did yesterday, what he was doing was talking to labor people, right? 
So he tells the labor people when he's done how much he appreciates them because without labor, he wouldn't have a gig and, you know, the whole thing. He wouldn't be president. He wouldn't have had a career without labor, blah, blah. And then he says, and, and, and we have to set this up because you can't see this, but he says, um, I've been told not to take any questions or come, come down and talk to you. Something to that effect, right? I'm, I'm paraphrasing, right? But uh, with, with your permission, I'm going to come down there and talk to you, right? So he moves from behind the podium, and he leaves. <laughs> he walks out the back door. <laughs> he led them to believe he was going to go down there. And yeah. Do, and then he walked out. Yes. He, he, didn't just, even, he didn't even, like, walk back in real quick and say, psych. No. And he just walked away. He, he did what the handlers, his handlers told him to not, you know, don't go off script, stay on script. And don't go meet anybody because that's disastrous if you're shaking hands with people. Just finish and leave is what his handlers told him to do, the, the pseudo-president, right? Yeah. Just finish and leave. And, and he admits that. I've been told to finish and leave. But with your permission, I'm going to come mix and mingle and talk to you. Well, he finished and left. <laughs> and the union people are going, I thought he's coming over here to meet us. Right. <laughs> They're all standing around with their hands in their pocket, you know, going, well. Now what? Now what do we do? Well, he had some phone calls he had to make. I guess. Well, what you said... What are you wearing? (laughs) Beneficial to everybody if you tell me what you're wearing. Is your refrigerator running? Uh, So you said you never see that stuff on the wires, though, right? No. So here's the thing. Without KTSA and without, like, Breitbart and Daily Wire and a few others... This stuff goes away because, you know, you're right. The, the CNNs of the world, they're not carrying this, right? And, and Chris was telling me in the sound bites that he gets from the national media, they cut it up so finely to make it sound like he's, like, knocking it out of the park. This guy's on top of the they, That's how they edit it, to make it sound like he's on it. Mm-hmm. That they never go into what we go into. So if we go away or like Breitbart or Daily Wire or any of those it's Fox News on some occasions if they go away you don't know what's really going on anymore it's taken away from you all right chris let's go ahead and play that part would you mind the part about i i I'm, i've been told not to go down there or you know i'm supposed to just wrap up and leave or something okay here we go so folks you do it all i'm sorry to go on so long but uh, i can't i can't thank you enough for all you've done for the country and what you've done for me over my career. You've educated me, you've brought me along, and uh, you've, uh, you've always been there. Now, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room here. I'm gonna stop, but with your permission, I'm gonna walk into the room because I wanna say hello to all of you. Thank you. And he walked out of the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about that. He is going to talk today, the White House tells us. And the White House tells us that when he talks today, he's going to have more COVID mandates, stuff you can and cannot do with your life, more restrictions on your freedom. So we're going to talk about that. And UTSA merchandise was burned yesterday by people at the school. Well, I don't know that it was actually burned on campus, but people from the school, going to the school, alma mater, you know, people like that, they were burning their UTSA merchandise in protest of them getting rid of come and take it and turning it into you can have it so we'll talk about that as well and the phones are always open at 210-599-55 stay connected i got them one point
$1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? It's not a secret. Everybody benefits. Kiss me, drive me crazy. Would you do that for the lady? What was I just showing you in your room? And he, he and I haven't talked. He he grabbed the perfect. That's the song. That was the one. That was the one I was trying to remember. Uh, lady by the Whispers. I played it on Kono in '79 when I was there, and you just nailed it. That's exactly. That's exactly what I had in my head, and we didn't talk about it. Wow. Just went through. It's like a mind reader over there. Through the air to him. Well, he's a genius. And there's that. Chris is a genius. Yeah. So so thank you. Appreciate that very much. <laughs> One of those El Bizarro geniuses, though. Well, Like Dr. Brown on Back to the Future. But aren't they? <laughs> aren't all geniuses bizarro? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's kind of he the point. Fits the bill. Right. Right. I mean, you look at the great musicians and the great actors and actresses and, 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 and playwrights over time, and they were all nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Sure. So you fit the bill perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, will you do that like a lot today? Just like, like that could be our re- recurring thing? Because I think that's perfect. That yeah. is Joe Biden right there. That describes him perfectly. Whispering Joe. Slow-mo Joe. And uh, yesterday was another slow-mo day. Okay, so let me get off that for a second. Let's talk UTSA. Remember, we talked a lot lot about UTSA yesterday, getting rid of the come and take it, and really going with a weenie move. And because they were offending people, they said, with come and take it, that's a real offensive thing. And, boy, we don't want to offend anybody. So a listener called in and said, then then it's uh, come and get it, or you, you can have it. That's what it was. You can have it. And uh, throughout the day, the story just built as time went on, built, and got more interesting until fans started to burn their merchandise and say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with UTSA. Now, UTSA is not going to change. I mean, it's not like they're going to you know, reverse their decision. Okay, you burned a jersey, so it's back. Come and take it as back. No, 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 they're not going to do that. But what this shows is this whole cancel culture thing. It's everywhere. And, and there is not a leader of a university like this anywhere in America that has the cojones to stand up and say, you know what, take a flying leap. That's what we say around here. As Don was telling me before we went on, when I came from Maine, him, I didn't come down here thinking I was going to change the Texas culture. I came down here because it was different. And that's right. We have an independent spirit here, a get-it-done spirit here, and we live up to that independent get-it-done spirit. And these little wussies who run these universities, these far-leftist Marxists, change America to a Marxist nation wussies, like the president at UTSA, these people are the ones who are trying to destroy the country, effectively destroying the country because they're in positions of power. And it's all because a few signed a petition. 
A few sign a petition and you change it for everybody else. Now you think about that for a minute. It wasn't many that signed a petition. Not many at all. And some leftist weird wacko of a professor is the one who started the whole thing. And by the way, they got a whole bunch of weird wacko leftist professors over there. Okay? Got a ton of them. And so, you know, they kind of like are the Berkeley of San Antonio. And so, you know, here they are. Get rid of come and take it. Replace it with nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Listener yesterday suggested you can have it. But look what happens. You got fans that are burning their merchandise now, their UTSA stuff now. And good. Okay, so the White House is signaling yesterday that we're going to get new COVID-19 measures and mandates today. 210-599-5555. Anybody, anybody, anybody believe that we need new COVID-19 mandates today? If so, what mandates do you think that we need? The White House is telling us President Biden is going to mandate certain things, more, more things today for the unvaxxed. All right? Uh, obviously, this is, uh, don't look at Afghanistan. Quit talking about the fact that the lying administration finally, finally had to be honest yesterday when the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, said, okay, all right, you caught us. The Taliban, they are holding a bunch of Americans on those airplanes. Glenn Beck's been trying to get them out of there. Cost him $790,000 per plane that he raised with his listeners. He's been trying to get those, those Americans out of there and get them back to the United States. The Taliban has said no. And our State Department, they've been denying them the opportunity to fly to other countries or to the United States. Because they don't want those people coming here. Because when those people come here, you know, I'm going to call and want to talk to them. Elaine's going to get them on the radio. And we're going to find out what it was like to be abandoned by Joe Biden in Afghanistan. And, and the administration knows that. So they're trying everything they can think of to keep those people from coming back to the United States of America. So they're denying and another thing that they did, which is just as gross and horrible as it could be, those people were on the airplanes, and then they told them to go away. So they dispersed. So now that organization has to round them back up again. But in the meanwhile, the State Department gave the manifest to the Taliban. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I can surmise out that the State Department's trying to get them killed. That's, that's the only uh, conclusion I can come to. State Department wants them to get killed. I guess so, you know, dead man tell no tales, baby. They can't talk if they're six foot under. So anyway, he wants you to look at anything other than what's going on in Afghanistan because they continue to lie to you about Afghanistan. They continue to tell you that everything's rosy, and it's not. People are dying over there at the hands of a regime that Joe Biden allowed to be put into place and Joe Biden armed with the finest arms the world has ever seen. So apparently today he's going to talk to us about testing mandates about more mandates that they did not identify, school measure mandates, and all this is depending on a person's vaccination status. The new components will affect people across the country. Jen Psyche says, Psycho says that there's six steps. Psycho says 
when asked if the new steps will affect American life, she says, well, it just depends on whether you're vaxxed or not. So here we are continuing to separate the vaxxed from the unvaxxed, which when you think about that, and I do want you to think about it, it makes no sense at all about separating the vax from the unvax. There is no scientific reason to do that. Brian, you're on. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I believe we do need a new um, COVID mandate to close the um, U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah, there we go. Um, somehow, though, Brian, I got a feeling that that's not the mandate he's coming. He's going to come up with today. I, I don't. I don't think it is either. I mean, Brian, do you really think we ought to close the border, Brian? Really? I don't know. I don't know. They told me I have to hang up now. Okay, it's not a secret. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good Bye. day. Have a good day, Brian. That's really good. So, I have a secret. <laughs> I need some whispers music. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Joe. He did it again yesterday. So, we're going to go into break. And here's your president. All right, coming right back. Trey Ware, KTSA. Dell to speak with a Dell Technologies advisor. That's 877-ASK-DELL. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We are not going to allow flights to land where we don't know what security protocols have been taken, whether people have been vetted, who is on these, who are on these planes. And I don't think the vast majority of American citizens want us to do that either. Oh, Jen Psycho. you got to be kidding me. That is exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what our government has been doing. They've been bringing people to the United States who were not vetted. They've been bringing people here who had measles, spreading the measles. They've been bringing people here. Everything that she just mentioned, they, the United States, her government, her people, have, have absolutely violated. They, actually, they did everything that she said we're not going to allow to happen. But if it's a private company who is rescuing and saving the lives of Americans who would come back here and tell their story, who will come back here and say to the media, this is what it's like to be left behind by your country. And, and a radio guy you know, has to, has to get a bunch of airplanes to come get me. This is what it's like. Oh, man, they don't want them on television. They don't want Tucker to talk to them. No way. No way. So they're trying to bury them in Afghanistan. Everything, Chris, do you have that handy? Because um, what you just played by, by Psycho, do you, do you have, still have that? Because everything that she said that they're not going to allow is everything that they are doing. Go ahead. We are not going to allow flights to land where we don't know what security protocols have been taken, oh, whether people have been vetted, right. who is on these, who are on these planes. Uh-huh. And I don't think the vast majority of American citizens want us to do that either. Oh, Jen Psycho, come on. Give me a break, man. That's exactly what you're doing. You have brought in people that haven't been vetted. You don't know where they're from. They haven't been vaccinated against COVID-19. So you just imported a whole bunch of COVID-19 like you did down at the border. You, we, know, we already know you, you imported the measles (laughs) oh man these people they they are crazy 
Okay, you want more proof that they're crazy? Slow Joe, whispering Joe yesterday. I've always said dude's pervert. I always have said that. He had to pull his whispering act again yesterday. He was talking to the guys from the labor unions, and he says he owes my entire existence to the Oh, you can listen to it yourself. I'm going to be a bit repetitive. The eight-hour day, the weekend, you know, time and a half for overtime, safety standards, sick days, victories for all of us. Because I might add, you know, I notice when you all do that, everybody benefits. He does that right before he goes out and sniffs somebody's hair, I'm sure, you know. That's kind of the warm-up to the hair sniffing. Come here. Come here. Ah, hey, champ. Where's Corn Pop? I want to smell that. 538 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Hey, Don, just got a check here. Are you menstruating yet? You are? Chris, you menstruating yet? You okay. are? Okay, good. I got a check. According to Sandy Cortez, apparently guys can because it's menstruating people. Mm-hmm. It's not menstruating women anymore. So, uh, and, and of course, her in her attempt to uh, play along with this stupidity that you can choose your gender, she was talking about the abortion law here in Texas and how it takes the control of your body away from, uh, from you, from women, or any menstruating person. <laughs> menstruating person. I want to see that. <laughs> I want you to give me evidence that anybody other than a female, a woman, can menstruate, please? Somebody? Does menstruating have to do with straight men? <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. You heard the word? You heard Sandy? Come on. Of course it does. <laughs> well, see, I'm really surprised they haven't changed the word because the word man or men is in there, right? So I always thought that they were going to change the word from menstruating to something else. Right. Womanstrating. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, at my age, I'm well past that. Well, that's right. You, you Meta- already menopause is already. You, you already had the hot and cold nights, yeah, exactly. man. You went through that's all that exactly already. Right. Your childbearing years are over. Way, way beyond, beyond that. Dude. You know what? You and me both, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I went through it too, uh, twice with myself and with my wife. I really did. I really did. So, anyway, Sandy Cortez says they're menstruating persons, not men. So, just checking to see how many of you guys driving in in your Ford F-350 Super Duty are going to be having to stop to pick up the proper supplies today. Jimmy Kimmel says the unvaccinated people who have taken ivermectin don't deserve medical care. Now, this is an interesting thing that's spreading across the country right now because we even have doctors and other medical professionals who are saying, if you're not vaccinated, I'm not treating you. It's already They're already saying that. In violation of the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. They're, they're willing for people to suffer and die, and they're saying, I'm not going to treat you. If, you. if you have not been vaccinated, I'm not going to treat you. And Jimmy Kimmel says, that's good. You should die, you Weezer. That's what he said. Uh, Wheezy. Yeah, you should die. Rest in peace, you Wheezy. So, according to Jimmy Kimmel, if you have not been vaccinated, and if you took ivermectin, by the way, or you're thinking about it, then that's good enough for you. You should die. In fact, the Associated Press has issued a major correction to a recent story alleging that 70% of poison control cases in Mississippi were linked to ivermectin's ingestion. Several days after the story ran, the AP issued a correction 
saying that number's really at about 2%. But you know what? Nobody carried the correction. Nobody. They didn't carry the correction part. You know why? Because the truth does not matter. Nor does common sense or scientific common sense. Stanford University, supposedly one of the most highly respected universities on the planet. Supposedly everybody reveres Stanford for the type of product they put out, whether it's in medicine or in the law. 95% of their campus is vaccinated at Stanford University. 95%. However, Stanford announced last night they are banning all indoor parties and calling for masking outdoors. Indoor student parties are prohibited, said the Associate Vice Provost Russell Furr. The university also is encouraging students to take advantage of our outdoor spaces, but we remind you that attendees of outdoor gatherings must remain masked at all times except when eating. Outdoor events with food are still allowed, and you can you are allowed to lower a face covering to eat, but use good judgment and maintain distance from others when doing so. 95% of our students have been have submitted proof that they are vaccinated against the coronavirus. So at Stanford University, with 95% of their students vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you cannot have a party, you can't have a gathering indoors, and if you're outdoors, you have to wear a mask. Now, I don't have to tell you that this doesn't make any, number one, common sense, because if 95% of their students are vaccinated, who are the unvaxxed going to hurt? And conversely, who are the vaxxed going to hurt? They're trying to keep people away from each other. For what purpose? For what reason? If 95% are vaxxed, if a, if a vaxxed person comes in contact with an unvaxxed person, who's at risk? Neither. <laughs> Use your freaking head. Neither is at risk. If a vaxxed person is there with an unvaxxed person, neither is at risk. Neither. However, it's not about common sense. It's not even about scientific sense. You know what this is about? It's control freaks. It's control freakism. The lines that I read you from their missive that they put out. Outdoor events with food are still allowed you got to pick up on these key words still allowed and you are permitted permitted to lower your face covering to eat but use good judgment and maintain underline that word distance from others when doing so 95 percent vaccinated and stanford says Okay, you can't be together, and you got to wear a mask outside, outdoors with the wind blowing. you got to wear a mask. There's no scientific data to back any of that up. It doesn't matter when you're a control freak. Data, the truth, the science, none of that matters when you're a control freak. But I love the Babylon Bee, their headline today. CDC says a new COVID variant may be needed to effectively bury the Afghanistan news. That's the Thank you, and God save our republic. 
Not all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I got them. I wrote the bill. Pay them more. Everybody benefits. We're in a whispers groove, man. Yeah. Why don't you rock steady? Mm. 552 at KTSA. All right, sorry. I can walk up to the vocal. Puts me right back to where I was 20 years old. I'm never going to be that again. It's not going to happen. 210-599-5555. A Texas death row inmate won a reprieve last night from execution for killing a convenience store worker during a 2004 robbery that garnered him a buck 25. A buck 25. Apparently, this Ramirez guy, John Henry Ramirez, and somebody else, they were on a drug binge, and they went back to the same convenience store apparently three times and attacked this guy, stabbed him three times, finally the last stabbing got him killed. They ran off to Mexico and hid. He was found in Mexico. They brought him back. This was 2004. They brought him back, stood trial, and they, yep, mm-hmm, he did it. So he was given the death penalty. And now what these guys have found out is they can use religion to get around the law, just like the Satanists are using their whatever they call it to, I won't call it a religion, uh, to to um, to get around the abortion law by saying it's a ritual. It's a ritualist. It's a ritual sacrifice. You're making a sacrifice to Satan, I guess, when you perform an abortion. I, hey, look, you are. You really are. But uh, anyway, uh, in this guy's case, he was claiming that he has a religious right to have his pastor lay hands on him at the moment of the uh, lethal injection. Um, they've gone back and forth on this before. This is obviously a scam to you know scam the system to keep from getting uh, you know the death penalty. It, you know, it's play the long game and just uh, deflect as long as they can, hoping that one day the death penalty is going to go away in Texas. You know, I, I won't even get into the whole thing about that. This is not biblical. There's nothing in the Bible that says you lay a hand on somebody when they're dying. That, nothing, nothing, nothing. There's not a word in the Bible that says that. But, um, they, you know, it, it really is. It's just it's scamming the system, claiming a religion to get around a law. I, I would have I brought the dude in, you know, said put a hand on him. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> okay, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going back to the old uh, firing squad. Would you like to put your hands on him? <laughs> let's do that. Hey, Texas, let's go back to firing squad. Let's do that. Sure. <laughs> go right ahead. Put your hands on him. <laughs> In fact, why don't you wrap your arms around him and hold him? That'd be a good idea. So anyway, um, the, the Supreme Court said we're going to schedule this for a hearing sometime in October or November. So yeah, I mean, you know, he's just extending it. Meanwhile, the victims' families are not seeing justice carried out. It's like this Nadal Hassan guy. Remember him when he killed the thirteen and wounded thirty up at Fort Hood. And people at the time were saying, "See, he's he's an army guy, and he's upset." Because we're, you know, we're deploying guys to go fight in Iraq at the time. And that's why he did what he did. No, he did it because he was a radical Islamist terrorist. That's why he did what he did when he killed all those people up there. That was 2009. 2009 when he did that. Well, since since the Army chose to soft-pedal him and take it easy on him for political correctness purposes, and they did, by the way, 
He's still alive. He's in Leavenworth. But instead of being executed, the army who did not want to execute a Muslim because, oh boy, we'll have hell to pay. We need to be politically correct over here in the armed forces. And look where that got us now, right? Look where we are today from all the political correctness and the leadership uh, of the military. And, well, look. Look what's happening to us every day because of political correctness. Our wokeism is the new term for political correctness in our military. And that's the only reason Hassan is still alive. The man should have been uh, summarily, you talk about firing squad. He should have been drug out right after his um, guilty sentence and st- stood before a firing squad. So anyway, since he's still alive, he was able to write a letter to his brothers in the Taliban yesterday congratulating them for taking over Afghanistan, and now they can go back to their holy jihad against the infidels of the West who, you know, will never, ever bow their knees to Allah. And so since we'll never bow our knees to Allah, you just got to kill us. And that's what he's saying. But the fact, the fact that he's even alive to write such a letter of congratulations to the Taliban, it says two things. First of all, the military totally screwed up in not executing the dude. And number two, the Taliban is not a reformed nationalist co- country uh, going to join the world nations like uh, you know, like the Biden administration. We, we can deal with them. No, you can't. They are terrorist killers, and they will be back to kill more of us. Thanks to Joe Biden. Thanks to Joe Biden. All right. The government's relationship with us, yeah. uh, with the international community, yeah. will depend entirely on its actions in the weeks and months uh, and time ahead. Okay, so Anthony Blinken, you want me to predict? <laughs> it's a movie. We don't have to wait for the ending. You know what? I can be a spoiler. I can tell you exactly how this thing is going to end. It's going to end in another mess, and it's going to end another attack on the United States. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 606 Treyware 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. We're coming up on 9-11, obviously, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and everybody's going to be sharing stories. Don talked about that in a minute. And, Don, i got a story here in a couple of minutes I want to share with everybody from a 10-year anniversary trip uh, that we took up there. But let me grab Charlie and put him in here first. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing fine, and you? Doing great. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I was wanting to know why nobody has nicknamed Biden, Talibiden. <laughs> well, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Taliban Joe. Talibiden. Talibiden Joe. Well, you know what? And, uh, I, 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 I get what you're saying, and thanks for the call, Charlie, but, um, you, you know, the left is calling Greg Abbott the Taliban and calling conservatives in Texas the Taliban because of the abortion bill that just passed here. And, of course, the Taliban are actually killing people. Right, and they're actually lighting women on fire. They're actually kicking women in the stomach who are pregnant and causing a spontaneous miscarriage. The Taliban is actually doing that right now in real time, and they're using Joe Biden guns to shoot people right now. And for the left to call Greg Abbott, I, I had a guy I used to work with here do that on my Facebook page yesterday. Greg Abbott's the Taliban, the Texas Taliban. No, he's not. And, and that's, you know, that, that's, that's somebody who doesn't have the intellectual capacity to make a verifiable argument about their case. 
It's the same as somebody saying, you're a racist, because I got no argument. I got nothing, so you're a racist, man. (laughs) It's the same thing. If you're calling Greg Abbott the Texas Taliban over the abortion law, that that says more about you than it does about Greg Abbott. Anyway, I digress. I want to move on here, because 9-11 is coming up. And uh, I, all of us know where we were, and we'll share that. We, we, we know where we, were, where we were and what we were doing when 9-11 hit. We'll share that. But 10 years after, so 10 years ago, um, my work wife, Elaine, put together this incredible show and a series of shows for us to do from New York. And I just want to share a couple of experiences from that because <clears throat> Nancy, my wife, and her husband, Ralph, and uh, I guess, did anybody else go with us? I guess it was just us four, right? We, we went to New York to put these shows together, and we did audio and video. So we did uh, you know, uh, reports all week. We were there for a week on radio, but we also did video for television. And we were just all over the streets of New York. We would hit it at about 4 a.m. and get back to the hotel about midnight. That's the kind of schedule we were on, just boom, but one thing after another, not stopping. We would eat while walking. And we started our morning at, at ABC that you hear at the top of the hour. We were in their facilities. We were there in Katursky and, you know, all those guys. What was the old man? Had been there forever? What was his name? The old man. He retired. Anyway, he had been there forever. We were with him and uh, Sherry Preston, all the people that you hear, we were with them. And they were all of the streets of New York. Um, wh- wh- another interesting thing about that, the, the radio studios are above where they shoot the view. So when we would show up at 4 a.m., there'd be a line to get in for the view at 11, which was when they go live are you sure it wasn't a line to get out it was that too <laughs> it was that too so we're walking all over right and our first night there we're trying to get to the hotel get settled in and all of that and there's a little bitty tiny wine shop across from the hotel so we go in there to grab a bottle of wine and just you know we're going to chill out for the evening before we start hitting it the next morning and the wine shop owner is there at the cash register and they're over there grabbing their wine making their selection and i'm talking to him and i said hey we're a we're, you know, radio people, television people out of Texas. Would you mind doing an interview about 9-11, the 10th anniversary? We're doing a 10th anniversary special. And he said, nope. And I said, uh-oh. If, you know, if the rest of the week goes this way, we're not going to have punch, right? Yeah. And he said, you don't understand. He said, when those towers came down, I ingested through breathing fax machines, pens and pencils, paper, telephones and my new york brothers and sisters they live inside of me literally right and it's not anything i can talk about and at that it was probably the best first day moment that i could have possibly have because it just put the entire week in perspective right so what i found was as we were walking around i just walk up to people on the street and we went down to ground zero and the towers had not been built yet they just had the two big holes in the ground right and I would just walk up to people who were standing around, guys coming out, smoking a cigarette on their smoke break or whatever, and I'd say, hey, do you want to talk about it? And what you found was either that guy who said, no, can't, can't, I can never talk about this and what I saw, or guys like, yes, please, yeah, please, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me. I've got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys, one of the most chilling things was standing there talking to a guy who was telling me that he was standing in the exact spot that we were standing in. He was smoking a cigarette, the same thing that he was doing then, and he was watching bodies fall and crash through the roofs of the buildings around him. And he stood there and watched it go on. Here come the bodies. He said the first time that it happened, it was just this loud smash, 
the building we were standing next to had a glass roof and glass breaking is what he heard and he said what in the world is happening well it was bodies smashing through there if you remember the jumpers right so we do the special we 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 do everything for the week and it comes to the actual day 9 11 2010 and we're set up in this hotel at ground zero overlooking we got this giant suite with a broadcast center overlooking the, the ground zero area right and they're bringing in, Elaine is bringing in all these guests. She brings in a, a beautiful a black lady. Her name is Janelle Guzman McMillan. She sits down, and I said, tell me your story. And she said, well, I was working on the such and such floor. I hear this boom, and the next thing I know, I want to get out of the building. So down the stairs she goes. She's in that long line of people that we've seen the photographs of coming down the building. Well, as she's coming down, the building comes down. She gets trapped somewhere about 12 stories in the air. She's still alive. She wakes up. She's still alive, and she can't believe that she's laying under all this rubble and still alive when all of a sudden a hand comes out and grabs her hand. She immediately latches on thinking, oh, my God, somebody's going to be able to yank me through all of this, you know. Uh, she couldn't really feel anything below the waist, so she knew she was injured some way. So the guy said, don't worry, I'm here, and I'm going to hold your hand until this is over with. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to hold your hand. You're going you're gonna to come through this. And he said, but I'm not going to try to pull you out. I'm not going to try to yank you out in case you're injured. You know what? We're going to wait here together. But don't you worry. You're not going to be alone. And he really couldn't see her all that well because of all the rubble. And she couldn't see him at all. All she could feel was his hand holding hers. That was it. So for hours and hours and hours, how many hours was it? 17 hours? Is that what it was, 17? 27. 27 hours. She laid in that rubble with this guy gripping her hand, holding on to her. She started to hear sounds. Uh rocks and debris started to move and the next thing you know she starts to see light and more of the rocks come off and she's seeing more light and the the hand lets go as all these rocks are coming off of her and then the fire guys picked her up you know and carried her down she had asked the guy in that 27 hour period who he was and where he was and you know fire guy with station x whatever what i don't want to misplace the number so you know, station one or two or three or whichever one it was so great his name they talked about family you got a lot to talk about in 27 hours right so finally after she was you know got herself back together uh, a few weeks later she said it was amazing how this whole experience, she had been estranged from her family. She had moved out, was living on her own, and there was conflict. Well, it, this healed all of that conflict in her family. So she wanted to find the guy who held her hand for 27 hours and kept her going. So she went to that fire station. And I don't remember the guy's name. Let me just call him Roger, okay? Just, but I don't remember the name she gave me. So she went to that fire station, and she asked for Roger, whatever his name was. Head of that fire station said, ma'am, I have been here for 25, 30 years, however long. I've, you know, I'm a career man here at this fire station. I haven't moved. I've been right here this whole time. And there has never, ever been a man here by that name. She said, at that moment, she said, I don't know how spiritual you are, 
She said, at that moment, I realized that was not a firefighter. That was an angel who held my hand and kept me going for 27 hours. Today, I understand she was on uh, Robin Roberts' show, I guess, last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I understand she's still uh, out there, and she's gotten the movement back in her legs. I think that's right. She's now gotten that all back, and she's, you know, back to normal life, has her own family and everything. But And I'm sure there are many other stories like that. But uh, at that point, when she said that this guy clearly was an angel, this was not a human being that was holding her hand, I was, I didn't, what do you say to that? <laughs> you just go to break, you know? Yep. That's all you can do at that That's point. That's a mic drop moment right That's there. That's exactly right? what it was. Yeah. Exactly what it was. So. And, you know, and, and out of all of that, you do hear those stories, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is encouraging in some fashion. Um, but it brought out the best of us at times. You know, unfortunately, that seems to have gone by the wayside. Well, but. that's right. But uh, at the time, it brought out the best of us. Well, you know, it was nice to see. uh, Sean and I have talked about this, and we will today and tomorrow as we lead into 9-11, how quickly we do forget, right? And and there's also been, uh, some of that has just happened because time, you forget things over time, right? But there's also uh, been a move to to get us to forget. (laughs) There there, there really has been some intentionality behind uh, the memories being erased and taken away and the stories being changed and the narrative being changed. He mentioned the other day, and he'll talk about it again, but he mentioned watching this five-hour series where any mention of people intentionally doing this or radical Islam has been totally removed from the narrative. Well, that is true. Uh, I, I have known professors that have made an absolute commitment to never lay this on radical Islam, to never lay it on anybody, just people having a bad day. As Ilhan Omar said, just some people did some things. There's some real intentionality to make sure that the narrative is changed. But for Guzman and the others who who went through it, the story will never change. No, They know exactly what happened. They know who did it. They're convinced completely and totally about who did it. But for in her case, at least, and there's probably many others out there, she knows who helped her get through that, and that was the Lord in heaven. That was God who helped her get through it. And I just, man, that's, that, was a, that was a chilling moment. Yeah. She talked about that. Sure is. So, All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You want to jump in here? Uh, we, we can do that and uh, talk about anything else that you want to talk about this morning. The Capitol Fence is going back up. I'll tell you why coming up here on KTSA. Meanwhile, special event is coming up September 25th about building a custom home. Wagner Holick, the premier custom home builder in Texas, is ready to build your custom home and your vision. Whatever your vision is, you can live in it. Right now, if you're living in a house that somebody else built, well, you're living in somebody else's vision, but you don't have to anymore. And I know that people always think that, well, custom homes are so expensive because we've seen the pretty ones that the Spurs players live in and all that kind of stuff. That's No, no, no. doesn't have to be that. A custom home can be your vision coming to life. Your dream uh, home is their floor plan at Wagner Holick. And here's the deal. Coming up on the 25th, Imagiano's Little Italy at the Rim, we're going to be there at 11 a.m., for a free lunch to go over custom home building. Removing all the chaos is what Wagner Holick does. It's a free lunch, but we got to know you're coming. Got to order the right amount of food and set a place for you. So let us know now if you're going to be there. I'll be there. That's the Wagner Holick Custom Home uh, Building uh, Seminar on September 25th. It's a Saturday. Here's what I want you to do. Give us a call right now at 210-625-8212. 
and reserve your spot. 210-625-8212. AccuWeather forecast, sunny to partly cloudy today, high of 96. Tonight's going to be clear. Tomorrow, sunny and hot and 94. And Saturday, plenty of sunshine and 93. Down to 69? Wow, we're in ease. Employees bargaining chip now. Uh, They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. (laughs) (laughs) Will you re-rack that and the whisper went to you? Wow. And all the songs we're playing this morning are songs from the whispers. That's the name of the group. Uh, uh, Rodney, go ahead. You're on. Yeah, I have a a question. I know uh, several years ago, Australia got fed up with their government. They got together and they literally fired everybody... Uh, I guess in Parliament or I don't know what type of uh, government they have. Can we do that here in the United States since we elected them there? You sure can. You can do it next year during the midterms. You can fire every one of them. I I love that idea. So why why can't we just pass out information to say, you know what, we're tired of the people. Uh, Of course, President Trump was a great man. He, He couldn't do it by himself. Now we should all rally for next year's midterm. Everybody you got it. Amen, Rodney. I'm on your team, baby. Let's do it. That's what I talk about every day all on this right. show. Is let's let's all let's right. all get together. Let's rally and say we're done. We are we are finished with you people, and every one of you are fired. And we're bringing in a whole new bunch. I love that idea. Just flip it and and bring in all new people that have never been there before. Kind of like the Trump guys who are dedicated to one thing and one thing only, and that's the primacy of the Constitution of the United States of America. That's what I think we ought to do. There you go. Dedicated to two things. The foundation of this country is the same thing that this show is built on, and that's faith and freedom. That's what this country was built on, and that's what we need to build our lives around, and we can start right now for the midterms in doing exactly that, okay? Will you join me in that? Let's do it. And then when it comes time to elect a president, let's elect a president on the same lines, faith and freedom. And if that's not the guiding principle of he or she, then we're not going to elect you. Good idea. We, we have an opportunity every couple of years to uh, fire those who are leading us that we have chosen to. They're not leading us. We've chosen to represent us in Washington. We have, we have every two years we get a chance to do that. And every four years we get a chance to do it with the president. And uh, so let's do it. Let's, you want to make a pact? All right, let's do it. Let's make a pact that that's exactly what we're going to do. And we're not, yeah, exactly. We'll shake on it. And, and, and we're not going to quit until these people that are there right now are completely removed from office next year. That's how you fire them. You don't have any other recourse. So when... Half or less than half are showing up for national elections, less than half. And when 7% are showing up for local elections, I've said it before, and I know it's strong medicine to hear. I know. I know. You don't, nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to take the strong medicine. I get it, man. It tastes awful. But the strong medicine is elections have consequences, and if you sit it out and sit your butt at home, hey, you, you get the government that you asked for. This is what it is. I'll say it again, and I can't tell you how many millions of times I've said it on the radio. The other side, the leftists, the, the Marxists, the socialists, the people you hear me talk about, they're motivated and have been motivated for about six decades here in the United States. 
They have been motivated in taking over the institutions and in voting and getting their people out to the polls on voting day in cheating and doing whatever they have to do to take power and control. And the conservatives and the libertarians and the constitutional-loving Americans, they haven't. They have not been motivated enough to put people in power that revere the Constitution, the founding documents of this country, like the Federalist Papers and what have you. They have not. They simply have not. They haven't. I don't know if I want to say they haven't cared enough, but what else am I supposed to say when the action is not there? It's real simple, and this is what conservatives and, and libertarians are great at, lip service and talking about it, but actually getting out and doing something about it. I'm telling you, the leftists, the Marxists, the communists of this country, and there's a lot of them, they get out and they make stuff happen. They get out and they vote. They get out and they take over the media. They get out and they take over the, the, the you know, institutions of, quote, higher learning. Six decades. What you're living in today is the result of six decades of them working night and day and day and night to take over all these institutions. Don and I were talking about it earlier. I'm going to play a little sound for you of the president yesterday talking to union members, right? In fact, a couple of pieces of sound, Chris. I want to play the, the, the whispering, but I also want to play the part where he, where he walks off. Um, they own him. They own the presidency. I'm talking about the socialists. They have worked night and day and day and night to put their people in, in control. And whether you believe they cheated or 80 million people voted for him, I think it's half and half. I think there was a cheat going on with mail-in ballots, and I do think people turned out to vote against Donald Trump. They were motivated, and they have been for six decades this is not something that happened overnight six decades in our country they have been dedicated to this moment and you are living in this moment with this guy as the president so folks you do it all i'm sorry to go on so long but i i can't i can't thank you enough for all you've done for the country and what you've done for me over my career listen you've educated me you brought me along and uh, you've, uh, you've always been there. Listen. Now, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room here. I'm going to stop. With your permission, I'm going to walk into the room because I want to say hello to all. Okay, so first of all, the, the obvious question there is, once again, who is telling him what to do? He's the president. I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room. The other thing is, he's so far gone, instead of walking into the room to meet those people, he did walk out. He said, I'm going to come meet you, right? I'm going to come walk into the room and come meet you. He did turn and walk out. And they were standing there going, <laughs> he just said he's coming out here to shake our hands. Now, 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 the other piece, he was talking about all the stuff that the unions had gotten done over the years. And here his creepiness comes back. I'm going to be re a bit repetitive. The eight-hour day, the weekend, you know, time and a half for overtime, safety standards, sick days. Victories for all of us, because I might add, you know, I notice when you all do that, everybody benefits. God, Whether what a creep. What a perv creep. Now, here's the thing. The only way that somebody like him could become, could ascend to the highest office on planet Earth, the only way is that for six decades, like I've been telling you, more than 60 years, they have worked tirelessly, day, night, night, 
today to be able to put this guy in a position to be in the most powerful place on planet Earth. That's it. That's the only way that happens. Had conservatives, had uh, uh, liberty-loving people, constitutions, whatever, worked that hard over the years, we wouldn't be having this discussion. We'd be living in freedom. But the reason we're not is conservatives, the right, went to sleep. I know. I told you, strong medicine. While the left went to work. And this is where we are today. San Antonio RVs, SanAntonioRVs.com is your first stop for everything concerning an RV. That's right, everything. When you're looking at RVs, whether it's a travel trailer, a simple travel trailer, you know, or you want a fifth wheel, boy, those are beautiful. And you literally could live in a fifth wheel. I know a couple of people who are. Or a motorhome of any class, any size, any description, you turn to San Antonio RVs. They even have boats there. So everything to help you get out and enjoy making memories with your family. That's what it's all about. The memories that we carry with us are all that's going to live on. And you want to make sure that you've got great memories with your family. I have them with mine when we were traveling around everywhere with our motorhome. It's a wonderful thing to do. Your kiddos, your grandkiddos, they'll never forget the memories that you make with them. So your first place to go is SanAntonioRVs.com. They not only sell, but they'll buy from you, too. That's San Antonio. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Increasing vaccinations will stop the spread of the pandemic. We'll get the pandemic under control. We'll return people to normal life. That's what our objective is. Oh, is it? Okay. Or is it just control? Jen Psycho there. And um, apparently the president is going to speak on more mandates today. That's what they're telling us. Oh, yeah. More mandates for the unvaxxed in America because they really are the, the modern lepers. So got to separate the vax from the unvax. You want to explain that to me and how that works and why that's necessary? <laughs> Who's going to infect who? <laughs> oh, man. It's all control. I mean, just like this one, the NFL. They have canceled their Grammy winner, Victory Boyd's national anthem performance because she's not vaccinated. She has refused for religious reasons, not to be vaccinated. She was supposed to sing September 9th, the season opening game in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is an open-air stadium. She was supposed to stand in the middle of the football field alone and sing the national anthem, but the NFL and all their wokeness, no, you're not vaxxed. We can't have somebody who's not vaxxed. And so... The NFL sent her a letter and said, our policy is that all individuals accessing the playing field and the surrounding sideline areas must be fully vaccinated. By the way, they pay $20,000, so she's out $20,000. But beyond that, does anybody ever try to even, for one second, stop and think about the scientific sense, common sense, scientific common sense behind this? Because there is none. Who is she a threat to? If they're demanding that everybody be vaccinated and she's not, who's she going to who's she going to infect? Who is she a threat to? The answer is nobody. It doesn't make any sense. It's totally irrational. But everything that they're doing right now is just moving on irrationality. Everything they're doing is all about politics. We said that from the very beginning. The proof is in the pudding on the politics part. When Anthony Fauci's not in prison right now for lying to Congress and lying to us, 
and possibly being a guy that funded the whole founding of coronavirus leakage from the Wuhan lab through this third party that he was funding. I've said it for months. Wouldn't it be something if everything circled back and landed in his, I mean everything, every last bit of all this circled back and landed in his lap. But all this is about politics now. That's it. Well, everything in life is now. You know, everything in life is about politics. But this is just about politics because if they're vaxxed, if, if those people are vaxxed at that stadium, who is she a threat to? Nobody. She's not a threat to anybody. This is just a political statement. And by the way, there was a question that came up last night on one of the boards about whether or not the NFL is going to honor the 13 who were killed uh, in Afghanistan at the, uh, at, you know, because of Joe Biden's absolute unbelievable uh, failure. And if the NFL was going to take time when they open the season to honor those 13, I'll bet you a chicken fried steak the answer is no. I'll bet you because it's the NFL, and the NFL is woke, and the NFL can't do anything to support America or American patriotism or anything like that. Nope. Nope. They let one man, one man change their entire modus operandi and uh, and lead them down the path of you know destruction eventually. Because the ratings will continue to go down as long as they're playing this woke game and as long as this whole woke business is more important to them than actually putting on a good product on the field. It will continue They will continue to lose uh, viewers. They opened the exit doors and set everybody out. And you know what? A lot of us found that there are other things that we like doing on a Sunday afternoon rather than laying our butts on the couch with a, a controller in our hand. Well, the police up in D.C. are planning or reportedly to reinstall that fence around the Capitol because they're kind of scared. There's some guys apparently going to go up there on September 18th. We've been talking about this for a couple of days. It's uh, supposedly some sort of, uh, you know, plan march for justice for the jailed Capitol protesters. Those guys are still in jail. They've been charged. They haven't been, you know... They haven't faced their accuser, nothing like that. They're just sitting in jail. It's amazing how the government could do this to people that they don't like. You know, they did it in Waco in 2015 to the bikers. If you were a biker and you had nothing to do with that fight at the Twin Peaks, they grabbed everybody, 177, and they took them downtown and arrested them and threw away the lock and key and sold their motorcycles and kept the money. And what we have found out since then was most of them were just there. They had nothing to do with the fight. And uh, they lost everything. They lost their jobs. Some of them lost their families. They lost their motorcycles, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and now it's been proven fact that they should have never been arrested. And I said so at the time. Arrest those that were a part of the fight. Well, the same is true with this. And But they're, they're sitting in jail and you're supposed to have a speedy trial, and no, not going to have one. It's it's kind of like the Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> she hadn't faced, she has not faced one thing yet. She's sitting in jail in New York. Why? Because they really don't want to hear from her about uh, Epstein and his uh, allies, the Epstein crew that he used to run with. They really don't want her to talk. So uh, the same is true with these guys uh, at this deal from January 6th. They really don't want them to go on the record and speak. So they'll just lock them up, throw away the key, and keep them locked up. And it's unconstitutional. 
You're not allowed to do that according to the Constitution of the United States, but they're getting away with it. So, so some guys are going to supposedly going to go up there on September 18th and protest. And, of course, Nancy's all freaked out about it, so she's putting the fence back up. No, oh, they're, they're coming to get us. They're coming to get us. All right, quick break. More on the other side. And the Pledge of Allegiance is coming up on the other side. If you'd like to say the pledge sometime, we'd love to have you do that. We have you recorded at 210-599-5555, or you can mail it to me, email it to me, Trey at ktsa.com we'll put you in our rotation and you can be one of our pledgers okay we do it at 550 and 650 every weekday morning again it's 210-599-5555 well your friends and family at shirts funeral home are always there if you need to plan a funeral today for someone they'll take care of you all right you can call them right now at 645 in the morning they'll talk with you right now um, however, one of the things that maybe you've heard me talk about before, but I think it's very important, and if you've been thinking about it and just waiting and putting it off, don't put it off anymore because the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain. At Shirts Funeral Home, they'll put together a plan for your funeral, and it's called pre-planning and pre-need. That's the industry word for it, but just get a plan, right? So give them a call at 210-658-9224. You sit down with them. They show you all the different products, all the, the various types of services and whatever. They walk through all that with you, and then at time, and you pay for it. So at time, your family doesn't have to try to play the guessing game about how to put one of these together. You already did it, and you paid for it. And then your kiddos don't have to pay for it, or grandkids or whoever uh, will be the responsible party. They don't have to do anything. So I want you to get in touch with Shirts Funeral Home today and, and get a plan in place. It's a smart thing to do. 210 agent for a quote today. Today's Pledge of Allegiance. Powered by Stevens Roofing. Okay, Monica, go for it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. The Dow finishes Wednesday back below 35,000, and Dollar General sets its sights on the healthcare industry. Oh, okay. Well, let's go to Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline now. It's 6.53 at KTSA. Usually on Mondays at this time, Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com, joins us, and we talk about the markets and money. And because we were off on Monday, we're doing it now. And a headline I'm looking at now, Carl says, Stock futures trade lower after the Fed said economy slowed over the summer. What are your thoughts? You know, I think in, people listening really need to start thinking about the word stagflation. And I don't know if we'll get it what it was, you know, several years ago, but essentially what that means, Trey, and what it's going to mean for our, our listeners' investments are, you know, the economy is starting to slow. You can blame it on Delta. You can blame it on, you know, it was running so fast coming out of, you know, the pandemic a year and a half ago that it's just slowing down. So while that's happening, while we're seeing the economy start to slow, at the same time, the Federal Reserve is watching prices go up on things and they're going to start taking their foot off the accelerator it's called tapering they're they're, they're going to do that at the end of this year uh europe just announced it literally five minutes ago that they are starting to do that so we're getting we're going to start getting less assistance from the government at the same time prices keep rising and the economy's slowing a bit and so i think all these things are on the margin a little bit but what that means for investors is they really need to start thinking about you know, how much money do I have sitting in a, a money market, a CD? How much debt do I have? How much stocks do I have? How much real estate, commodities? Because all those things are going to move very differently based on the environment we're going into. 
And so that's what we're spending our time doing is making sure our clients are protected in terms of, of looking at that. Because again, you can easily fall behind if you're sitting with a lot of cash, because when you have a stagflation, which is, again, the economy slowing a little bit and inflation going up, you tend to have things that, you know, again, your dollar is worth less. And so you have to have it productive in doing things for you. And that's that's the real challenge, I think, for investors right now. Well, and the age-old question then, Carl, is what? I mean, you know, if you've got a lot of cash, what do you do? Do you do you buy stocks in a period of stagflation and you've got companies that are not growing and so your stocks are not returning? Or what do you do with it? No, it's a great question because not all stocks are the same. And when we talk about stocks, let's, let's remember we're, we, we, we can talk about baskets of stocks via mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. We're not, we're not saying people have to buy individual stocks, but certain sectors – do better than others. In other words, things like maybe consumer staples, things that people have to have mm. may do well in that environment versus, you know, really high growth companies that are reliant on the economy to go up. So your, your point's excellent, which is we have to look at certain, th- certain things because they're not, not all stocks are, are created equal, but you know, real estate's not cheap, but still real assets are appreciating. That's why we're seeing this happen right now. And so, and I do think people have to look at, hard assets like commodities and again there's numerous ways to do that and you got to be you got to be careful but those things will will outpace the dollar and that's a real fear right now is what happens to the u.s yeah but let me ask you this real quick because i gotta go but uh, if somebody is cash heavy um how do they get back in now that this thing has gone up maybe they got out at thirty thousand or twenty nine thousand or twenty seven thousand whatever and now it's at 35, hovering around that. How do they get back in without taking a bloodbath? Do you just bite the bullet and get back in or what? No, you can average in. I think you do it over time because when if, if you get better opportunities, you can accelerate that. But but usually when people are in that situation, they need to do it over time and average in, do it on a, a regular schedule. And, again, you got to have a plan because if you did what you said, you didn't stick to a plan. Yeah, very good. Uh, that's Carl Eggers, CreatingWithYourLives.com. He's with us every Monday at this time, but because we're off on Monday, he's here today. You can check out the podcast a little bit later on at KTSA.com. Well, Ware and Rima coming up here on KTSA. We'll be talking about the latest from Afghanistan. No, Mr. President, we're not going to let Afghanistan go away. They, The Taliban and our State Department, in my opinion, have been colluding to keep Americans that are in Afghanistan there in Afghanistan, although the Taliban says those that were on Glenn Beck's airplanes are going to be able to come home. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and about how our, our very own State Department has been preventing Americans from getting back here. And the White House says Joe Biden has a basket full of new mandates for you today, stuff you'll have to do 